Welcome to Business Can Be Better. This is the podcast that helps businesses become even better businesses. I'm one of the co-hosts, Lane Anderson. I own a marketing company called London Road Media. And I'm Kelly Ray Tamaki, founder and owner of TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. So welcome to Business Can Be Better, episode 11, first episode on YouTube Live. We did our last vodcast, the first vodcast on YouTube, or sorry, on Facebook first, sort of show people what this is going to look like and what we're up to. But now we're going YouTube the way we wanted to do it, the proper way where people can find us and subscribe and everything. So um, everyone should subscribe to us. That bit.ly link will still work. So bit.ly slash uh, better business podcast is what that is. And people can subscribe to our channel. We'll be here every Tuesday at 6.15, whether we're sick or not, because Kelly Ray's feeling slightly like something's coming on. So that's our dedication. And not a germaphobe, officially. <laughs> no, I'm coughing all over the place. My throat Do hurts. Do not mind at all. I brought his pen. He didn't even want me to wipe it with a, yeah. a wipe. Yes. Also, what's new? Uh, what's new? Tim has a, a really good cool fight coming up it's for a title and so he's been training hard for that and we're okay. excited so i'm guessing i'll have to sleep in the shed tonight um with my germs <laughs> to not get them sick please let me sleep at home tim mm-hmm. if you're watching that's all that's new with me okay i don't like what's new with me i don't know i don't think there's anything new we're just working we're just grinding it out last week like i got to say i got home from new york and i can't there's nothing that matches it's that it's like that. nothing i mean like we got a snowstorm for the people who aren't local oh, yeah. We got a ridiculous snowstorm in ridiculous. September, which is, I mean, not like a lot of snow for September, just a lot of snow for any time of year, period. Like even if it was January, you'd be like, holy, that's a lot of snow. There's literally eight feet of snow. Like we, I had to go all the way down the street and walk around this eight foot pile of snow in the middle of the road. Most people couldn't get out of their houses yesterday. No. Yeah. Nobody was... was going anywhere. I walked to the office because I can. And there was nobody downtown. Like, and I know well, you I got there. to your office, but we might have been the only two offices yeah. open yesterday. Yeah, I know. That's the dedication. Schools were closed. Everything. Yeah, a dedication or stupidity. No, I was gonna say that <laughs> word, but I thought it sounded too harsh. No, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's like we should maybe take a day off, but we can't. And I could have worked at home, but I have children with a snow day at home, and I would not have gotten anything done. So. I know. I tried to work at home, but my dogs—they're just. They're so cute, but so distracting. distracting. I just can't be professional at home. I had to do some videos at home. I'm not going to be like, Kimo, stop licking yourself in the background. Right. And if you don't pet him, he cries. But you bring your dog to the office too. Mika, I bring the good dog. Okay. The good dog. dog. Kimo's very bad boy. Do they know you have favorites? Tim trained the bad dog. Yeah. Okay. We ready? Yeah, we're ready. You're carrying this one. Okay. Today we're talking about what the heck... Is the point of social media? Anyway, look at me like, don't use that word. Um, what's the point of social media anyway? Because I think that a lot of business owners are kind of at that point. They're like, why? Why do I need to do this? Why? Like, I think it's presumed that every business owner should be on social media marketing their business. They should be there. Like, it's basically a necessity. And I was definitely part of of the reason people business owners think that because I was telling people that for years like it is you have to be on social media you can't be wasting your time sorry not wasting your time you shouldn't be ignoring it you shouldn't be wandering the opportunity Mm -hmm. yeah 
So I think uh, a lot of business owners feel obligated to be on social media and... Um, because of you. Because of me and <laughs> many other people like me who've been telling them that for a long time. And it's not that the opportunity isn't there anymore. I just think um, it's less, I don't know, it's just less easy. It's not as easy to make uh, a big impact there. And so it's kind of at the point now where you're either doing it and you're like seriously doing it or just don't bother because doing it half-heartedly is not going to do anything for you mm -hmm. so whereas before it's like no be there because just being there just having a presence was worth something and just having a presence now i don't think is worth anything like you need to actually put real effort into it and if you're not like you might as well not be there <laughs> really so that's what we're talking about is what is the point of social media anyway talking about what it's good at what you know what outcomes social media is good at delivering um that kind of thing some of the myths some of the misconceptions what is social media good for anyway because it is still good for some things but maybe not the things that people feel like it's good at is there anything you want to add to this all i can hear in You're my just head like, is that song it's like huh what are you good for? <laughs> what is it good for? Right. Anyways, yeah, that's all I can for? hear right now. Okay. No, I actually, I, I really was planning, not just because I have a sore throat, but because I feel like you're really the expert in this space with online yeah. marketing, of course. Um, but also because you are our online marketing guru. And uh, you know that I've been on Facebook and Instagram. Well, Instagram is a new account. Mm -hmm. um, but... I've been on Facebook for the five years that I've been a business coach and it's been okay. a real slog. Like we don't have that many likes and we, I mean, we only really were targeting Lethbridge before we started working with you. Now in the past few months, we started targeting like all of Canada. Right, yeah, we're going Canada-wide. But yeah. it's pretty disheartening to, you know, check on this Pages app and then, especially when you lose a like, oh, that happened today. I was like, <laughs> what? I'm down a like? I worked so hard to get those four likes that I got last week. Yeah. Um. So... I know that you were thinking that a lot of people are maybe feeling like, um, what's the point of it? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've thought that, you know, a time yeah, or two over the last exactly. few years. So yeah, I can identify with those people. And I think too, I'm just doing it because my mission is to, to really deliver and help business owners be more successful, right? We have to do that with free content. And I think social media is the best way to get a lot of that free content out, mm -hmm. like YouTube and Facebook, that sort of thing. I also used to think, like you said, that if you weren't on Facebook, like if you didn't have a Facebook page, people, I think there was a time where people were actually searching for businesses on Facebook, right. sometimes instead of even Google, right? Mm -hmm. But I, sure. I think what you said now, as long as you have a Google listing, right? Yeah, Google My Business is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like there's still lots of opportunity there and it's not that that's gone. It's just that it takes a lot more effort to break through the noise. Um, and yeah, and it's just a place to to get good results, but takes more effort than it used to. So you're either there for real or you don't need to bother. Yeah. Really. And um, like I, I was actually just telling a client this today, they have, their posts are pretty good. They get pretty good engagement, but they would pre-schedule posts and then not check their social media for like a month. Right. But the whole point of social media, like you remind me of this, you're mm -hmm. like the whole point of social media is to be social. Yeah. Um, and so if you're not going to check your page or your account every day for comments or messages, 
uh, like in my opinion or my experience anyways the people who are sending messages or commenting on social media are expecting a pretty instant response they're mm-hmm. not waiting two or three weeks to find out the, the answer to their question about price yeah or if we're open today you know i've had that happen actually there was a restaurant on the west side that had uh vegan i think it was vietnamese food oh and yeah i sent a message and i was i remember it was a long time ago i was sick and i wanted this like hot soup and I sent a message, and they didn't get back to me for like a month. It's like, well, I'll probably call somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like, there's definitely users who, like, Facebook users, Instagram users, whoever, who are um, out of touch with their expectation of what businesses will do. I mean, you can't. We have a restaurant client that we've received orders for, like, pick up orders for food through Facebook Messenger. And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. Like, we can't place an order for you through Facebook Messenger. Um, you skip the dishes or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, I mean, some people are unrealistic. Even some of, like, our bigger clients, um, like, big, big international brands that people kind of expect. Like, they use it like support, right? They're just like, well, yes. just fire off a message and they need to fix this immediately. And I'm like, I'm not monitoring this channel 24 hours a day like i'm definitely checking in multiple times a day but it could be a few hours uh, because we manage a lot of accounts so yeah that sometimes can be um disappointing to users but that's i don't know i'm thinking within a day though that's yeah, my 24 hours is reasonable yeah and i think it depends on the type of business too mm-hmm for sure. So I think as far as what is social media good at, like what outcomes can it do for you? And to answer the question, what is it? What's the point of it? Or was it good for? <laughs> like, you got to stop. You gotta You're just singing way. it I in can, your mind. It's all I can hear. <laughs> um, is there's two arms of social media, right? There's there's it's two things it's a free social channel let's put my thumb up where people can see it it's a free social channel and it's a cheap advertising channel but it's not a free advertising channel if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so free social cheap advertising not free advertising that's not what it is um and i think a lot of people treat it that way especially if they're putting in that minimal effort style social media that's not working anymore Mm -hmm. is let's just post what's new and a lot of pages so a lot of pages yesterday when everyone had a snow day they posted for the first time in four months because they're like (laughs) we are not open today and that was the first thing they posted in four months and and honestly social media isn't a good use of getting that kind of a message out there because just the way the algorithm works i might see it two days from now and i'm like oh you were closed monday i'm glad i know that now Mm -hmm. that it's tuesday wednesday whatever um so yeah that's what people are using it for is like public notice board and it's a free social media free social channel and a cheap advertising channel not a free advertising channel so a lot of people are using it either for what we just talked about it's snow day and closing down for the day and using it like uh what do you call that like a public service (laughs) announcement or or for just ads like hey we have a clearance sale or we have something a discount or come in and please buy from us or something right just like the these desperate messages um so i think that's how a lot of people are using it and that just doesn't work anymore you need to use it those two ways like it is a great free social channel and be social or it is an amazingly cheap advertising channel and use it for advertising but pay for it like make it an ad and so it's dividing those for us non-experts um 
back in the day, well, we all know this, back in the day when you posted on your page and people mm-hmm. were following, they would see it. And now yeah. barely anyone sees your free posts, right? Or at least not right away. Yeah. I was actually just explaining this to a client yesterday who's fairly savvy with, I think, with how like a fairly young business owner that knows what's up in the world of marketing. And he was surprised to learn that when you post something, not all of your followers see it. Which, oh yeah, I thought that was pretty common knowledge. Yeah, so but that maybe defi- it's not. So that definitely is not the case. So if you have a thousand like 5%, followers, isn't it? yeah, industry average they say is five percent. I think extremely large pages bring that average down because yeah, some of our like one of the pages we manage has like one and a half million followers, and there, yeah, we can. I mean, we're better than five percent there, but it can be quite low. If you're a small business, your business owner, a local business, uh, the kind of a lot of the people that we're talking to, you probably have less than ten thousand followers, um, some maybe even less than a thousand. And in that case, if you're only getting five percent reach, there's something desperately wrong. <laughs> um, we're still getting at least seventy-five percent reach, which I know is very high, um, but even some like some clients getting like averaging a hundred percent reach on their posts. But that's because we're not doing the just having a presence style of social media like let's put some intention into it and create things that people actually want to see so if you're getting yeah something that people want to see come down their timeline so we can get up to 75 percent reach uh, i would say as an average you're hoping to get 20 percent as an absolute baseline and if you're above that you're probably better than average it really really varies it's hard to say like this is what the average is because of how much it depends on how large your following is but um we're killing it on the rotary page this week yeah i saw some <laughs> of your new content that's oh, good thanks so yeah i think um definitely treating it in those two different arms that you do have your social or what we like what we call organic content because it's free and just post it out there and that's for building relationships that's what the point of social media is and that's something it's good at is building relationships with people and not about trying to turn them into a customer or i don't know whatever those conversion oriented kind of actions are it's just build relationships have conversations with people um get get to know them let them get to know you that's really what that's good at and then you have the ad side and i don't like we won't get into that too much today because that's just advertising strategy that's same as using Google ads or radio ads or billboards or whatever. It's just advertising. And Facebook That's just cheap. happens to be very, very cheap compared to all of them. Facebook um, and Instagram you include in that? Yeah. Facebook ads manager reaches in, like it manages Instagram's ads and Facebook ads and all of their audience network, which sometimes, includes some apps and things. Sometimes I know the answer to these questions. I'm just and clarifying your, for your, the non-internet <laughs> geniuses out you're there. You're standing in for the people who yes. have these questions. That's I, good. So, um, yeah, we won't talk too much about the ad side. The one thing, though, is to say that you don't need to treat your organic audience like an ad audience. Like, you don't need to put those promos on your page because you're like, well, I do have those thousand followers. I should let them know, too. It's so cheap to reach those people that there's just no point putting it out organically. Like, to reach a thousand people should cost you $10. So is it really worth annoying your followers with this spam kind of sounding post when you could just make an ad for $10 and reach all of those people or Interesting. more. It's it's usually, I mean, it varies a lot, right? It depends on what your goals are and how it's priced and how competitive it is and all of that. But as just a sort of rule of thumb, every dollar you spend should reach 100 people. Oh, I was just thinking interesting about that. And maybe you're not thinking of ours specifically, but I was thinking 
like with the free tools that we have and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, oh, we should tell people about this free resource. But if it at all comes across like a spammy thing, I wouldn't want to put it on our page. No, but if if it does come across as something that people want to know about and hear about and they are genuinely interested in knowing that you offer that, if your audience will find that valuable, then that's good organic content. Um, Like we run seminars infrequently enough that if I announce one I can put it out to an organic audience and they're going to find that valuable because we only run a few a year so yeah I'm going to say hey we're running this seminar grab your tickets because they always sell out and my audience will find that valuable but if I ran a seminar every week I mean I'm not going to be posting all the time because they're not going to find that valuable they know that that's available like stop trying to sell it to me leave me alone kind of thing so yeah I get that so yeah it is when we talk about the organic side it really needs to be built on how do we build relationships with people? And I think that's what, or I know that that's what is so different about social media than every type of uh, traditional media and every media that's come before it where you had uh, the publisher or the broadcaster or whatever that role would be, or um, and then you'd have the audience, like the people who consume that. And Facebook doesn't have a, that kind of hierarchy. And I guess I should position it this way. You have like the publisher and then the audience and there's no hierarchy in social media. Everyone publishes, everyone consumes, right? Like it's not like a newspaper, like I pay to be in it. So I'm one of the publishers and it goes out to all these readers on Facebook or Instagram or wherever we're talking, everyone publishes, everyone consumes. And so uh, I think a lot of people still use that platform like they use those old ones where they're like, I have something to say, you should consume it, and I will sit back here and wait for you to come give me your money, right? And it's not. It's it's so, it's two-directional, right? It's a dialogue, not a monologue. I think I just had a huge breakthrough. Did you? Do you know that maybe I, I'm just using you for free advice? And I don't <laughs> That's what I say podcast? other podcasts are for me. <laughs> I get free coaching. No, I'm having a breakthrough here. Just one sec here. So... Can you say that again? Which I haven't part? even taken any cold medicine. I'm so sorry. Say that again. So the, wait, instead of me talking to people as though I'm like a newspaper and they're mm-hmm. people reading the newspaper, it's actually basically me talking to peers. Yeah, it's a peer-to-peer, right? I it's... think you just removed, like I have this huge thing about, like even this podcast right now, I'm like, mm-hmm. I have this stupid thought that comes in my head that I have to squish down. That's like, who do you think you are? Why are you recording videos and putting them out there? Why are you, how are you any better than anyone else? But that's not what I'm trying to do is not be any any better than anyone else. I'm just trying to be social and share and talk. Mm -hmm. Like everyone with a Facebook account is a content creator, right? Like no one has ever, uh, I'm fairly certain I could say it's an extremely low number of people who have signed up for Facebook and made an account and never posted anything, right? Do you? My you know husband's one? sister-in-law just posted her first picture like a couple months ago. Right. We used to After lurking all the time. for years. Oh, don't say that. Lurking? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. She's not a lurker. But oh, hopefully she's not a podcast listener either. She, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to tell her now. It wasn't me. I um, love you, Amy. So, yeah, that's that's what really gets broken down is that instead of it being, hey, we're the publishers and all of you consume our content, that everyone's a publisher, everyone consumes. And so it really needs to be peer-to-peer and dialogue, not just like, here's something, read it, watch it. Like, actually let them talk to you back, to, I don't mean back to you like sassy, but let them talk back to you and have a conversation which means exactly those people that you're talking about that post something and then don't check it for a month or two. That's that's exactly what you can't be doing. Like, 
it's not just here's a thing enjoy and walk away it's it's entering a room and having conversations with everyone in it and having back and forth and building relationships this is a really cool metaphor is it a metaphor am i using the wrong term there walking into a room and having conversations with people it could be depends how you use it in a sentence it's an analogy analogy perfect that's what i meant (laughs) so i was thinking before you texted me about this podcast idea i was actually thinking about the idea that we should love our business enough that we want to go in on a snow day like that's what i was thinking the other day because i was like why are all these people so happy that they're not going to work or so happy that oh yeah i even know business owners who are like happy that it was a snow day and i was like i can't get wait to get to work because i got to send this video to this client and i gotta do this and i'm and, you know, that's not to say I don't have days where, like, I know I went through a period about a month or two ago where I was just kind of unmotivated and I was kind of yeah. deflated and kind of frustrated. But, you know, those periods are very few and far between for me. And I was thinking everybody should love what they're doing as much mm-hmm. as I usually do. But I couldn't really attach that to enough of a podcast topic. But the client I was talking about today who was only replying very, very infrequently, she's also very disenchanted with her business right now okay and she sees social media as just another thing she has to do she said those exact words and i said well why don't you get someone like there's this lady on there who's like a super fan it's so cute yeah and she comments on everything but my client never comments back because okay she never checks it or Mm -hmm. it's just another thing right um and in business coaching get a lot of coaching homework so the last thing she wants to do is go on facebook after she's done all the other homework right so anyways i was saying what about this lady who's obviously in love with all your products like in love Mm -hmm. she's like a huge brand ambassador and i think she's retired and she obviously knows how to use facebook what about somebody who's actually loves doing it who enjoys it who's like excited about it have them do it Mm -hmm. because if you're i think if you're doing anything in life and you're doing it with a i wish i didn't have to do this attitude it's not going to land well for people. Like if you walked no. into a room and you were like, wow, I don't really want to be in this room. I don't yeah. like any of these yeah. people. That's kind of like. Absolutely. Hmm. And so it's funny, like I've even known some marketers who offer social media marketing who hate Facebook. I'm <laughs> like, how? Like, I, like, how do you offer this as a service if you don't enjoy hmm. being there? Like you kind of need to, uh, it's not like you have to love it, but you definitely can't hate it i don't think you need to enjoy being there otherwise people can see through that people have really good radars for what's authentic and how you feel like the mood of the the environment or whatever whatever you're putting into your content people can really detect that so actually you know how we did that top that uh, podcast on electronic versus Mm -hmm. um verbal or just using words like text or email I don't want to say electronic messages anymore because he made fun of me. Um, <clears throat> but I was doing some more research on Albert Moravian. He's the guy who came up with the 73855 rule. Okay. That 7% of communication comes from the words. And the right, rest right. is tone or mm-hmm. facial expression or body um, language. There's a bunch of research disputing that. Um, but in that, like in all the stuff I was reading, I found... Um, some really interesting stuff about how good we are, even if we're not trained in, um, you know, body language or nonverbal communication or psychology, how good we are at detecting inauthenticity in other people. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, if you're pretending to like something and you don't. Right. Or if you're pretending to be amped up and you're not. Like, people know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like when clients are like, oh, my employees don't know I hate them. It's like, <laughs> they <laughs> no, really they do. do. So yeah. you need to get that figured and out. And if your Facebook followers see you post something that's like 
whatever some motivation monday thing and it doesn't look or feel authentic they know like if it doesn't if you're not posting it with a feeling of authenticity they know so i think like a really important point of how of using social to build relationships because that is the point and what it's good for (laughs) to say it again put the song back in your head is find that song so building relationships means creating very authentic looking content so this is what like i kind of feel for all of the amazing videographers and amazing photographers that are out there um because their content just doesn't often perform amazingly on social media like it it's it is often better to have something that looks more amateur and so a lot of these people like do incredible work and it works great for ads. We can definitely use that stuff for ads. We can use it on YouTube if we're talking about that. I don't usually classify YouTube as a social medium, um, but you can do that stuff on social. Because it's not very social? Because it's basically a video search engine. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. Like I there's agree. no sharing and stuff like that. You can like and comment, I guess, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's that kind of video and photo content can do well on those other platforms. I mean, amazing images do great on Pinterest and great photos can do well on Instagram though there is a trend that some of the biggest influencers in the world are intentionally degrading their images to look more amateur like Gary Vee um yeah but even like I don't know Kardashian type people like they're putting filters on their videos (laughs) no but they they know how to do this well right like they're masters at this and they're intentionally putting uh like grainy filters on their photos to make it look like a more authentically okay, shot Okay, just thing, for the right? record, I'm not doing that, but lately, have you noticed our videos have looked really pixelated on Facebook? No. Well, yeah, that's been happening. Maybe. So yesterday I uploaded one of my dog trying to itch her sweater off, and right. it was really blurry, so I took it down and then put it up again, and it was fine. Yeah. But yeah, a couple that Laura have uploaded are like that. So just okay. for the record, I'm not doing that on purpose. <laughs> I'm not right. using the Kardashians tricks. So that uh, this should come as a bit of a relief to people that you don't need to hire an amazing videographer. You don't need to hire yeah, a photographer. You can actually create some great content because it's so much more important what it's of than how perfectly it was created, right? It's more about the body of it. So, so like yesterday, I posted a video on our page of me walking to work because it was ridiculously snowy and my usual, I don't know, about 12 minute walk was a 20 minute walk because of how snowy it was. So I took, I literally just like turned on my camera, held it in front of me and did my walk to work and then sped it up 1000% so that it wasn't a 20 minute walk. It was like a, a minute 40 seconds or I'd something. Have to go watch that. And so it was just like this like fast, rapid pace, walk through the neighborhood, walk downtown into the office, right? So right now, like we have, what do we have? Like almost 700 followers. So not a huge following on Facebook. And we've reached like 1100 people with that post already. So mm. we're at, you know, 150% or something reach, which is according to the statistics, like a ridiculous amount of reach. And you're saying we get as that, you get bigger, naturally your reach it will, will get, get smaller? It will get smaller, yeah. Okay. But I think there's a lot of people in our kind of following size. Uh, and I would say anyone under like 5,000 is kind of similar to that, um, who are n- never getting 150% no, reach. No, I agree, yeah. Like... 100 or 200 yeah yeah and so it's the funny thing is it's not like there's there's a lot of videographers in town that i'm friends with and people that follow us and who probably watch that and are like this is so amateur like you need to use a gimbal so it's smoother you could have like had a nice transition effect here like you could have done all this stuff and i literally took five minutes editing it because i just took a video file threw it in premiere pro sped it up a thousand percent and outputted it and then threw it on facebook right so the amateur quality of it honestly 
it usually works better because people are like, oh, that's, that's so authentic. There's a look into your real life and your operations and what you guys are up to. So that's the thing, authenticity. Yeah, and it's I, so important. I was researching that yesterday for clients. We were arguing about hiring has become one of the main goals of a lot of my clients' marketing plans. So okay. it's pretty interesting. You know, usually the goals are hit a sales number, hit a gross profit number, hit a net profit number, hit a number of new clients or hit a retention number. Like things that have to do with sales or number of clients. But now we're looking at quite a few businesses who want to have, they're they're growing quite rapidly. So they've always got another position to fill, another position right. to fill. So Good. we've just made it a strategic objective to attract quality candidates. And I have mm-hmm. one who got a professionally made video. It's just beautiful. It's awesome. Such a great job was done. And they got a lot of great candidates from it. Um, but that really is more suitable on their website, I'd say. Yep. And... Um, And it did work on social too, but I have another client, similar situation, and I'm trying to convince them, you don't need to wait for a professional videographer. You don't have to pay a lot of money for a professional video. If you just get your staff on selfie videos talking about why they like working there Mm -hmm. and we get some engagement on it, get people seeing it, I think that'll attract the candidates on social because it's more social. But on your website, yeah, if you want to have a video that starts playing when people go to the careers page, sure, get that produced. Yeah. But on social... Or your cover image, like on Facebook, you have the cover image that people only ever see if they go to your profile and usually they're going there to learn more about you and, you know, it's, they're kind of in that discovery or learning phase. Um, You could put something there that's a nice video that tells a bit of your story. And it's not that that content doesn't belong on social because we definitely do create some of that, like beautifully shot videos of, of like, so our restaurant client, like going out to one of his vendors and showing uh, where the bread is made mm. and how his coffee is roasted and like cool. those nice videos but those are kind of long form evergreen content that people hopefully watch you know a year after they're made two years after they're made and that's kind of the intention it's not for the performance in the next three days when the when the post is new and hot uh, and that's that's the kind of content that people are mostly hung up on is like what do I post today what do I post tomorrow and it doesn't need to all be this high production in fact shouldn't be the high production amazing looking content needs to be amazing in what it's about um that it tells your story and lets people get to know you that's the social part right like get to know others let them get to know you that's the point so it needs to be amazing at doing that but it doesn't need to be technically proficient as far as like how it looks and sounds so i don't need to cut out the part where i go like this and press play and then back up <laughs> and then do my thing and then cut out the part where i go and press off you don't need to but you tell me to, I, so I, I mean do it. it takes me at least an extra 90 seconds does it, it could be so much more efficient to my day i don't know that's a tough one like i feel like it's so it's the least you as, could do for us right no but it, so the the thing is like you want to be like half a step ahead of where the average user like where your audience what are they doing when they create content right so the more that everyone is getting access to amazing cameras everyone's getting proficient at using photo editing and filters everyone's getting good at video editing you kind of need to be at least at their level you don't want to be less than your audience right and it's just especially when you're a business coach yeah for sure (laughs) and especially you see this on instagram where there's incredible photographers and so in that case you probably you know if that's the people if those that's your audience that are paying attention to you you probably also want to have fairly good photos there but stories can suck right? but stories can be raw and amazing and just what's up behind the scenes raw and amazing yeah so um yeah you don't want to be yeah sure you don't need to be as amateur as possible but 
uh, just consider what your audience is doing. I think the bar continues to raise every year as far as what people have access to. Like everyone is able to create a pretty awesome video really simply. And so if all of your audience, like once everyone's making cool, edited, awesome videos just for their personal page, um, then businesses are going to have to be at least at that level too. But you don't need to really surpass where, what your audience is producing for themselves. Because it's peer-to-peer. Yeah, exactly. Match okay, what so your what audience is doing. Then? So then if it's the social, we've talked a lot about, and you said we weren't going to talk about much, much yeah. about ads, but so let's say that we were doing those videos of the employees talking about why they love working there and that sort of thing. And we're trying to get lots of views, lots of engagements, be social, just kind of share out there, let people know we're hiring. Because to me, that's not just, that's not like they're trying to sell something. They're trying to also give an employee a job. So it's okay. kind of like a mutually beneficial thing. I consider it a social thing. Those selfie videos would be great, but are you saying that if we were to run, can you even run a paid job posting ad on Facebook with mm-hmm. a video? Okay. Oh, so with that, a video? I'm not sure. Because if see. you could, in that case, would you recommend a professionally edited video, or could you do a Facebook ad with a selfie video? Um, with ads, I mean, it can be, it's different, right? We have some that we've done where it, it looks really, really nice, like it's well done or it's even not even just a video it's like an animation that we've created and we've spent ridiculous amount of hours making a custom animation for someone and then we're kind of starting to lean now towards more like user generated content just taking people's selfie photos or videos that they are submitting to us and those can perform as good or better because it just looks again it's like more authentic but it's it's about it ties into what's best for your brand i think um because because the point there isn't to build relationships usually in ads, it's to help them discover your solution to a problem they have and help them become a customer. Uh, and so that usually needs a fair amount of editing to make it do that efficiently because you have, um, you know, if it was just on your page and you wanna have a conversation with people, you can just chat and you can do your three minute video or whatever, but you're not gonna run a three minute video ad. Mm-hmm. You can tidy it up and make it a nice 30 second really good ad and that's going to take some production to do yeah that makes sense so i mean that's it's something to test like there's it's really interesting because you can definitely use some pretty simple user-generated content type stuff and turn that into ads and get amazing results so are we going to try that on my stuff well we're going to start video i think that'd be cool yeah we have the 15 second one right that we already did your selfie video style that you shot that day so that one will be a story bone what was that like a 13 hour day and then you're like now record a selfie video (laughs) with lots of passion and energy that does not exceed 15 seconds because it needs to fit into one story do it again do it again hold the camera like this i was like okay i can't wait to see that video i should probably watch it yeah i want to talk about authenticity really quick here okay um because when I was early on in my management career, um, I remember I used to, even when Facebook first came out, I would have a business Facebook and a personal Facebook. Okay. And we, you actually like addressed that specifically. I don't think you knew how, how much it really was true for me when you okay. said it, because I didn't say anything. We were busy talking about something else. Um, but I was that person who used to keep my work and my personal life separate, mm-hmm. but it was so silly as I grew up and I did so much more personal development and got to know who I was as a person. I realized the person I am at work is the person I am in real life. And those two things can't be separated right. and they shouldn't be because that's inauthentic. Yeah. So anyways, that I haven't had two Facebook profiles for a very long time. One thing I'm still very cautious of is appearing unprofessional or appearing, mm-hmm. I don't know if vulnerable is the right word, but I worry because I am an expert. I am 
um, out there telling people, you know, I'm really good at business coaching. I get amazing results with people and that's all true. But it's like I'm I'm very hesitant to be so authentic that I'll admit a mistake or I'll mm-hmm. make myself look bad. Like, I don't want to do that. But I've had conversations with people like we we started and, and sh- shut down a company uh, five or six years ago. And I know exactly what went wrong. It was a like it was a very low barrier to entry. We basically right. just gave a bunch of other people a good idea, so everyone copied us and then charged way less. So we just shut it down. It was <laughs> right. a learning experience, right? Yep, that's good. Um, but somebody said to me once, "Well, you better make sure nobody finds out about that." Right. And I thought, "Geez, no! I tell people about it all the time because yeah. I want them to learn from my mistake, and I also want them to know that I'm I'm learning. I yeah. don't pretend to know everything. But that fear, I, I work on that all the time because I want to make sure that I'm really authentic." And I mean, live video is such a great example. Mm-hmm. You can't be an authentic on live no. video. Like, you're pretty much screwed if you're trying to. <laughs> we but... could just hold a script up and just read it. Yes. On today's podcast. Very authentic. But so, do you remember that one email I sent? Um, I was not, was it like a month or two ago? I was just like, had it. I was done. I was like, Lane, I've been doing this for five years. It's not working. Mm-hmm. You know, social media, I don't feel like it's making a difference for people. Um, it's not furthering my mission. It's not attracting new clients. Like, What's the point, basically? And um, I didn't feel like doing my Monday email. And for five years, I never missed right. a Monday email. Every single Monday. And just one week, I was like, no. And I didn't do it. And that made me feel even worse. Right. The next Monday, <laughs> feel guilty. I almost skipped it again. But instead, I was like, you know what? I got to share this. And I wrote an email. I didn't even record a video because I couldn't be bothered to do it in my sweatpants at my house on Sunday night. And I just was really honest. And I said, I haven't been feeling it lately. Mm-hmm. I've been really unmotivated and I made a mistake. I isolated myself. I didn't reach out. I didn't talk to you guys. I haven't been doing videos. I haven't been hanging out with my friends. Like mm-hmm. there were quite a cool, a few cool things that happened in those two weeks. And I was like, I don't want to come. Just stayed home, isolated myself, didn't tell my friends I was feeling down. And I realized it was a huge mistake. So I sent that email and I must have had like 16 people the next day, which is the most response I've ever gotten from any email asking me if I was okay, telling <laughs> right. me they cared about me. It wasn't like a really yeah. like suicidal. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, but they were like, that really hit home for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like people just reached out and said that really made a difference for me. And a co- couple people were like, are you okay? Because <laughs> they're usually right. so positive. Um, but yeah, 16 and usually I get none. Yeah. So, for replies, yeah, And people yeah. were like, this meant so much to me because you actually, you know, like you are normal like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. You have down days and that sort of thing. So I can definitely vouch for the authenticity thing. And yeah. even if it's a little bit scary sometimes, I mean, maybe you can give us a bit of advice on that. Like, where's the line? Like, you don't want to yeah. overshare. Sure, you but know? if it's if it's relevant to your audience, I wouldn't. Yeah, relevant right. Like to your if, audience. if you're, yeah, you could overshare something that has no relevance to <laughs> them, and they're like, "Why are you telling fight. me this?" Yeah, that was so sad. <laughs> exactly. Facebook Live. You see that He's people like, do oh that. My God. <laughs> um, yeah, if it's relevant to your audience, I don't think there is oversharing. Like, let them in on everything, and maybe that's not for everyone. That's a that's a strategy that I might intentionally choose, but I I think it's great to share it all. The thing is, when you do share that, then they know that everything you say is authentic, right? Like it gives credibility to the times that you just have good things to say and you are positive because they're like, oh, you are positive. Like it's it's not fake. Like you're yeah. not trying to put this on. They understand that it's legit because because when it's not, you're honest about it, not like not feeling it, right? It's the same as um, for a while we, we ran this community blog kind of thing and I was very adamant about the fact that we have an opinion in what we say because then our audience 
knows like then they trust us when we say something when we support something right so if you're just like sitting on the fence you're like everything is wonderful and no one's awful like then when you say when someone pays you especially when you have sponsored content and you're like here you should go try this thing everyone's like yeah whatever like you don't have an opinion you'll just share whatever right whereas Mm -hmm. we kind of took the line of um, we will honestly review things and we'll say no this is like you should avoid this it's not very good this is where the good stuff is so that when you do do sponsored content and people pay you to say and you obviously then you would only accept it when you agree with it but and when they say we'd like to be on your blog or whatever you're doing and say um, you know would you whatever promote this beer or something then people that follow you your audience you have audience trust now because they're like no you tell us when it's not good <laughs> so if you're saying it's good I believe it so it's the same thing with with uh, your own brand that if you're authentic when it's bad people will be, they know it's authentic when you say it's good right you're People trust that opinion more than someone who just sits on the fence all the time. No one wants that. This is what I believe. <laughs> I I want to like lastly to let people. I want to give people. Hurts so much today. Because you're gonna. What are you gonna say? I I can't. I seriously, my voice hurts so much. I'm really choosing my words. I know you're gonna make me do a quick tip, so I'm saving it. Okay, save it. <clears throat> um, I want to just like give permission to people to just dismiss social media if you don't feel like doing it. Just don't bother like if you either put in the effort and find the time and Mm -hmm. decide that that's what you like you want to take advantage of the opportunity there because there is one there either do that for real or just don't bother like have a page for sure like have an account so that people can discover you and they can leave reviews and you can run ads once in a while um but there is no obligation to post three times a week there's no obligation to post once a week maybe throw something up every second week every third week like just be there uh, but then share something meaningful like this awesome thing happened in the office we want to take a photo or here it's this person's birthday or we've had this client for six years as of this month or whatever share something meaningful but there is no obligation to put in this half-hearted effort because they it's just to not check it daily though right if you're not going to be like if you're not posting people aren't going to be expecting you to be responsive to it right like you're setting that expectation if someone goes to your page see that you haven't posted in three weeks they're not really expecting a response i just i would give permission to people to just not worry about it stop feeling like it's something you have to do because if you if that's the way you're approaching it if that's the attitude you're going into it with it's not going to be effective anyways is this your quick tip because i feel like no. it's cheating and reading my notes again oh sorry okay that's that's all i wanted to finish with i i still very much advise that you take advantage of the opportunity on there it's enormous like you can build relationships with an audience in a way that's never before been possible like you couldn't build relationships with tv ads and billboards and newspapers right like you you'd have to do in-person stuff and now we can do person to person on an enormous scale because of social media like i can have pretty awesome relationships with a thousand local business owners um through our social channel because we've we've really focused on building relationships so Mm -hmm. i very much advise that you do spend the time and do it well but um if you really feel like it's just an obligation and another thing you gotta do don't feel obligated just don't do it then Okay, let's do a quick tip. Well, I loved what you said about the peer-to-peer thing. I really, I think I'm going to feel a lot more comfortable on camera now. 
Um, my whole thing about like what the point of social media is, we have to play that song before we stop. I have it on you on my Google right here. Um, my whole point of social media was to share free content and to further my mission. Like, because mm-hmm. the occasional person who did did let me know that a video changed their life or changed their business or that sort of thing, that was enough for me to keep going because. Yeah. I know that this stuff changed my life as I learned it, so I wanted to share it with other people. But I think all the uneasiness that I kind of felt around it came from thinking that when I got on Facebook and did a video or when I did a podcast or whatever, that I was pretty much putting out a message that I was on a pedestal, which I wasn't. I just kind of had that fear. And it's not. I'm just one of many billions of people that are choosing to publish things on social media mm. as a peer-to-peer mm-hmm. i love that that really removes a lot of the fear and uh yeah the 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 sort of resistance to that so i hope that that helps a lot of people out there because i know there's a lot of people who think well who am i to do that mm-hmm. you know or they're scared to do facebook videos that sort of thing um i think my quick tip is you have to learn to love it or give it to someone who loves doing it or like you said stop doing it um, and i think the quickest way to learn to love it again is to revisit your why you know, it's such yeah. a big, important part of your business, your mission statement. Yeah. Um, like, why? Why yeah. do you do anything? Absolutely. Why do you have your business? Why do you go to the office when there's a snowstorm? Why do you... I mean, I am not complaining. I love being a business owner and all the freedoms that it affords me. But we had a conversation yesterday, my husband and I, and uh, from the employee viewpoint versus the business owner viewpoint... I don't think people have any idea what kind of responsibilities business owners have to, you know, take care of their employees, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they're making any money. You know, mm-hmm. there's it's a lot of commitment and one that I'm honored to have. Yeah. But uh, why do Definitely. we do that? You know, you're not going to make it in business if you can't remember why you're paying all this money, why you're working all these hours, why you're, you know, sacrificing in a lot of cases. Right. So yeah, same with social media, I'd say, because remembering my why makes me want to go record 17 videos right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that why can be your motivation. So so this is your now your why you're on social media is yeah. to fulfill that why. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, and if you don't know your why, you have to find it. That's another quick tip. Like that I is, think everyone knows their why. Like maybe they haven't. Maybe not consciously. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, or they haven't verbalized it. Or, or yeah. Because you know, even today with, uh, hopefully he's not watching this, but maybe my tough guy client who never cries. I think I almost got him crying today because we were talking about his why, and mm-hmm. I said when you get it right, you will tear up. Like this, when we really get down, have you heard yeah. of the seven levels why? No. Like basically you ask why. Well, why is that important? Why is that important seven times? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Until you get to, yeah. yeah. And so you really discover like a deeper, really absolutely uh, heart wrenching or warming or moving why. And that should be driving your business. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So my, my quick tip will be very uh actionable very direct and yeah i want to talk about how (laughs) no as opposed to mine and both of ours usually it's very like hey this is something you should know or think about um i think that everyone should have a some understanding of using utm parameters to add to their links um and i know you guys do it you don't need to take notes me and laura talk about this all the time don't tell people i'm taking notes sorry I'm sure they can see me writing. Okay. Uh, we're going to do the whole share screen thing. Wait, when are we going to share the song? 
Oh, we'll do it before we go. At Don't the worry. End? Okay, so um, this is the one we use. We use something called Simple UTM. I just want to show you how it works. So when you want to go somewhere, <laughs> so we're going to go to um, Better Business Podcast because that's our website. Okay, so if I share this on to Facebook, um, I want what this does is these parameters that you add on the end of your link will tell Google Analytics where this traffic came from because right now if someone just clicks a link that we add to a Facebook post and we just put in betterbusinesspodcast.com all Google Analytics will know is it came from Facebook it will say that um, but we don't know if it came from an ad from a comment from a direct message from a post from whatever but if we use this we can tell Google Analytics everything we want to know so here we're gonna put uh, face wow that is not how you spell that we're gonna put Facebook <laughs> campaign medium uh, we're gonna put that it was in a post and then how I usually do this is just kind of our naming convention I'll put like organic just so that I know that this is an organic Facebook post and then this is the link we share and you can you shrink this yeah I can shorten it with like bitly or we use rebrandly uh, so that we can make it a branded one still but shorten this or just post it as it is you know what when it's Facebook post, you don't need to shorten it because the link you just delete anyways once the preview appears. Mm -hmm. um, and same with if it's like a link in an email or something, there's no point shortening it because you're going to hide it anyways, right? It's just, you're just... Uh, in the email? Well, yeah, because you're not, no one sees that link text, right? Because you're in just saying, email, you're just going to... Oh, they just see the hyperlink. They see the word, the word that you're use, that you're hyperlinking, exactly. So there's not only point of shortening is if it's actually a visible link like the link in your bio or profile or something like that um, but use this link and then when someone clicks this link and goes to your page then we can look in Google Analytics and we know that this visitor came from an organic Facebook post we can also say uh, if someone's asking about our podcast and we and they're like where do I subscribe and we just give them this link instead and then we know that that comes from a Facebook comment we can also know um, like message or messenger or something uh, if we're doing that privately and then we do ads and then we can put campaign content and get more specific about which ad it was because otherwise all of these would just appear in analytics as Facebook and this doesn't just apply to Facebook I mean we'll talk about that because we're talking about social media and everything but it can be the email like a link in your email footer that goes out with every email you know how frequently that's translating into people hitting your website it can be the bio link on Instagram that people hit and you're like oh that's people just organically finding my my bio and clicking that link and they got to my website basically everywhere that you have a public link to your website that you control I mean other people post links and you can't control them how they use them right but every link that you publish and control should have and, and sorry that and that goes back to your website should have these UTM parameters on them um, and the only reason we use this tool is because it saves them I'm not logged in at the moment but it just naming conventions are extremely important because if I accidentally misspell, misspell Facebook it's gonna show up in a different folder because analytics just literally reads the words and folders things um, and you cannot edit analytics results once they hit analytics that's it's just data you can't change it so uh, it's not like we can say oh these Facebook ones that we misspelled let's put them in with these other Facebook ones it's just has to be extremely consistent in how you name them and uh, how things are spelled so this is something I think people definitely need to use if your website is any meaningful part of your business if you're like the website that we have for is there a business that's 
Yeah, like a local restaurant, your website's not that important. Like people... Menu. Yeah, it's literally 95% of the traffic is people checking out your menu. Um, and it's almost always just coming from people searching on Google and checking your Google My Business listing and then going to your menu. Um, it's not that meaningful. But even if you're a hair salon or whatever, you take bookings online. Um, people are finding out what your services are. Oh, I should have that hidden because we're going to get messages from my employees. But um, yeah, just use this everywhere and then your analytics will tell you exactly where every piece of traffic is coming from. Man, people probably don't want to just look at that anymore. Hi. So ready that's, for song? <laughs> yeah, is ready. this the right song? The short, the short uh, tip is UTM links for everything. I have no idea. I know the Fair song you're us. talking about, but let's hope. Oh, well, now bad. we have the square. I'm already a square customer. Me too. I always think what a waste of money. So I know. They need to make us their negative audience. Yes. That's all I could hear when you were talking. Okay. It was That's so the theme bad. song. So, of, it must be the fever. It's the theme song of this show. Except for the truth. It's not good for absolutely nothing. That's no, not what I was that's implying. No, that's not what no. Facebook's good for. Not absolutely nothing. Okay, that was like <laughs> our longest episode by a long shot. Um, Sorry, Joss. I know you're our only viewer. I love you. No, we had other people popping in. So, But people can also watch this forever in the future now that we're doing this on YouTube. It will just be a YouTube video and people can watch these and hopefully they do. Awesome. Um, but also you can catch us wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll get this edited and put up um, at some point over. I think if we just do it like the next week, we'll probably be one week behind on, sure. on when the, the just audio version gets published. But we'll be here every Tuesday at 6.15 going live and um, you'll be able to see what our topic is ahead of time now because we'll actually have the live scheduled out probably the, the day before. This time we have What's it. What's our like, YouTube channel called again? Well, it's just uh, Business Can Be Better, but they can reach it at bit.ly slash Better Business Podcast. That is the short link that will take you to our YouTube channel. We need 100 subscribers before we can get a vanity URL um, where you can put YouTube slash better business podcast or something right so we need i believe on, it's 100 subscribers and then we can Come change on. it from just a alphabet soup of letters and numbers <laughs> that it is right now and it'll be easier to tell people um but yeah we'll be back next week at 6 15 on tuesday with a new topic and if you want to suggest a topic you should fire that off to us mm -hmm. and you can reach us i'm on twitter lane underscore anderson i'm on instagram lane b anderson and you can find me on LinkedIn just by searching my name, Lane Anderson. You can search my name or business name on LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube. And then at Instagram, Instagram I'm at Kelly Ray Tamaki, TMH. All right. Okay, well, thanks, everyone. Thanks, thanks for, for watching, watching and Jocelyn. thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. <laughs>